Welcome everybody back to Sentient Future, where we live intentionally. Uh, today, I have a special guest here for you. Her name is Sydney Centel, and she is a life coach. Um, I found her uh, approach and her story inspiring. I was um, really excited to share that with you today. And so uh, here Sydney is. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for making the time to, to come on the podcast. Um, oh, of course. Uh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> um, I've really enjoyed it, you know, looking at your Instagram content and your coaching question Mondays. And, you know, for anybody who's, um, you know, who isn't really following you right now, I do encourage that. We'll, we'll have uh, contact information at the end. But uh, Sydney does put out a lot of really thoughtful ideas. And so I, I'd uh, like other people to benefit from that, too. Thank you. So I, I thought we would start with just a bit of background. So, uh, Sydney, could you maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. Yes. So um, so I am a coach. I am a life coach. I have been coaching for, I would say, around three years now. Um, I realized that I wanted to be a life coach when I was still going for my undergrad. So I actually got my first certification from the the Life Coach Institute of Orange County. It was a great uh, foundational program for like what coaching is and what it isn't. And after I just kind of realized that I still have a lot more to learn as I, you know, I think that's always going to be my approach when it comes to coaching is there's always more to learn when it comes to human beings, especially. So uh, after I graduated, I did some traveling. Um, and then I made the, the big decision to join this, uh, amazing coaches training program called accomplishment coaching. And, um, and it's like a year long program. It's a lot of kind of confronting yourself and all your quote unquote stuff. Um, because a kind of mission statement that this company has is you can't take a client anywhere where you yourself haven't been. Right. So it's all about generating your own breakthroughs and, uh, and then in turn translating that into your own personal coaching. So I have been, um, I graduated from that program and I've been actively coaching for, like I said, about three years um, within this program. It's so funny because it's, it's transformational work. Right. And so you think that you're just going to kind of turn into this whole new, <laughs> new human being, you know what I mean? Um, so I had a lot of like the, the jitters before entering into this program and entering into this work. And, uh, and truly I, I can honestly say I've never felt more myself within my life. I've never felt more responsible for my life and my decisions. And, uh, I just, I truly owe it to this work and it is such a blessing to be able to relay this information and generate these breakthroughs and co-create intentional living with with my clients i love that it sounds extremely empowering from from your standpoint i love like you said uh, not taking anyone through something uh through which you hadn't already been so and you're really speaking from experience uh as far as the process is concerned and people's outcomes i'm sure would would differ we're all individuals and, and the like absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, well that's that's awesome i um i, I didn't realize it had been three years already that time flies huh isn't that crazy? I know. Yeah, I know. Every time I say it, it's like, wow, I've been doing this for a bit. That's great. So uh, for those who aren't super familiar with the, um, you know, with life coaches, uh, maybe you could describe a little bit more what coaching is and what are some of the, the key problems it solves? I mean, you've touched on a few, but um, how would you, uh, how would you describe it? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, 
it's so interesting just being within this field. I, I'm realizing there are totally, there are all different kinds, shapes, colors, sizes of, of coaches in the world. Yeah. Um, so me specifically, I practice what's called ontological life coaching. Okay. So um, ontology, for those of you who aren't familiar with the term, points to the idea that just things are connected in our lives. So we have we have our romantic relationships, we have our careers, we have our health and wellness, our relationship with money, with time, all these, all these good things. Mm-hmm. And the common denominator is you. So it's likely that you're bringing the same stuff, um, the same excuses, the same stories, the same limiting beliefs, something that I like to refer as a, a context. Right. Um, so my job as a coach is to be a sounding board is to be objective. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, is to just be super, super curious and to say the bold thing, quite frankly. Someone once put it like, say the thing that's going to get you fired. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny because um, there's so much value in that. There's so much value in the thing that your your family or your friends aren't saying because they're, you know, um, kind of like enrolled. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're kind of enrolled in your victimhood, which that's what you want in a friend. That's what you want in a significant other for people to get mad with you. You know what I mean? Right. In a coach, it's just a totally, it's just a totally different relationship. Um, so again, it's uh, it's a really unique conversation about possibility and about where it's predictable for you to stop. Um, so that's what coaching is, and that's what my specific flavor of coaching is, and. I also like to describe what it is by explaining what it is not. So I like to tell a lot of people this um, within the first time we speak, because so many people are like, oh, I don't trust therapists or counselors, so I'll just hire a coach instead. And it's just different. Coaching is not a medical model. Like if there's anything that requires medical attention, it's quite frankly unethical for me to coach someone who who may require some, some medical attention. Yep. And uh, me as a coach, personally, I don't relate to my clients as, as broken and in need of fixing. You no. know, no one, no one, quote unquote, needs a life coach. If you're wanting to show up intentionally every day from an empowered place, then yeah, my, my request is that you, or my invitation is that you hire a life coach. Um, and it's not something that, you know, someone's like, oh, I need a life coach because my, my life is in shambles and I'm just a mess and, and all this stuff. I, I truly relate to my clients as whole and perfect exactly where they are. And, um, you know, just wanting to have these conversations of possibility of like, yeah, money is a consistent stop for me, or I'm terrified of commitment, or I just really don't think I'm good enough to pursue these dreams that I'm, that I'm really wanting to pursue. Um, and then also me personally, I don't consider myself a consultant. So I know that there are so many coaches who do more so consulting work Mm -hmm. and so much value there. And my kind of approach is, you know, just based on the, the broad spectrum that I'm able to coach people from is who am I to tell you what I would do in a situation? Like we are totally different human beings with different experiences. Yeah. So it's really cool to have those conversations of, okay, I hear you're stopped. What would happen or what would be possible if we were to move forward from here? So just truly coming from a place of curiosity and it's, it's really not like a hierarchical relationship. It's, it's, it truly is a partnership and we're, we're co-creating together. That makes sense. And so correct me if I'm wrong here, but to some degree, right, if someone were particularly self-aware or self-inquisitive, that these are some of the, uh, 
sort of third perspective questions they might ask themselves. But of course, we find it difficult, I think, as individuals to ask ourselves questions we hadn't thought about. I mean, if, 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 we, if that were easy, there, there wouldn't be a need for, uh, for coaching. Um, so in a <laughs> sense, like you're, you're helping people ask the questions of themselves and uncover things for themselves. And from there on, they decide what it is that they want to do about it. Um, once I guess that information uh, has been brought uh, into their, their conscious mind. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so funny because after learning this work, you feel like you just have like this little superpower, you know what I mean? (laughs) Of like, oh my gosh, I have this amazing awareness, like this third eye. Um, And it's so funny. I'm always told like, don't coach yourself. And it's so amazing to have these ears and these listening skills and this awareness. And there's always more doors to open. Um, I have it that transformation isn't a destination. Like it truly is just kind of a partnership along the way, along that journey. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like where you're coming from. Lovely. Um, and so you've touched on obviously a number of, of points in there. Um, I wanted to ask you what the value of coaching was, right? For people who had considered it or feel that they, they now understand what it is. Um, how would you, you describe or summarize the, the value of coaching? Yeah. Um, Coaching is a really unique conversation with yourself. So here's the thing, like someone could get value just talking to a wall for an hour. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just really kind of getting things out there and having someone who is going to be objective, who's not familiar with your stops or your limiting stories that aren't empowering you. Mm -hmm. Someone who is just coming like seriously, almost like like an alien of like, what is this? What is this? Why do you feel this way? Um, It's a unique conversation to have with yourself. And I always like to tell people that before we begin a working relationship. And I can always tell that there's some, some, skept- some skeptics. And, uh, and after these sessions, they're like, I, I completely understand what you mean. Like it, I truly just am uh, an objective sounding board who's willing to, to say the bold thing and just be very curious. So if a human being can get value, just kind of really getting things out, um, like I said, talking to a wall for an hour. Mm-hmm. Imagine if there are probing questions, curious questions, and imagine if th- those questions were asked by someone who believes in you, who's going to stand and relate to you from your commitments, as right. opposed to the excuses that have held you back for however long you've, you've been on this earth. So the value is this, this tremendously unique conversation with yourself and having someone unconditionally stand for you and what you want to create in this world. I love that. That, that. First of all, that's beautiful. And Thank I, you. I can relate to it. Uh, second of all, I guess, let me ask this question. If it's a conversation that we're having with ourselves, right? I guess it's a question. It's a conversation we are having with ourselves, but it's not one we would necessarily choose to have with ourselves of our own volition. Um, exactly. Because <laughs> those probing questions, especially if it touches on, uh, improving or, or tearing down limiting beliefs, it, it's a safe space, but it's probably by definition uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Which is, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I think that's where the growth happens for, for each of us. And, um, you know, having a, a conversation with ourselves that is uncomfortable is, you know, we're just likely to, to stop if it's just us, but if mm-hmm. we know it's a safe spot, um, and that's really, I, I gather what a coach is, it's, is it 
are you some form of safety net with a person in that conversation such that they could certainly ask themselves those questions if they were to think of them but you know to to encourage people if they go down a path within those questions that is murky or dark or um you know to 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 know or to feel that they will come out the other end of it and that it is a worthwhile process is that is that another way to maybe look at the value of a coach is is this safe space with which to have the uncomfortable growth conversation absolutely i love where you're going with that my specific stand as a coach is i come from fierce heart so the fierce is like the saying the bold thing the not buying into your stuff and yep, i am pure heart i i always have it's it's something that i consider a blessing and a curse truly yep. and it's so funny when you were just explaining that i was almost kind of thinking of of someone um in quicksand and humans are so like oh i i have this no i got it keep walking it's totally fine and a, a life coach is just a cool person who's you know going to throw you a life raft and going to to talk you through things. And I, I really like where you're pointing that it's a, it's a relationship. It truly is a unique relationship and the consistency is absolutely a a tremendous part of coaching where um, me personally, I know every coach is different. I'm a stand to, to work with my clients once a week because in the, in the between time stuff comes up and coaching and the relationship with a coach isn't about eliminating these feelings that maybe, we're not worthy or there's not enough time or money or whatever the context is like we're human. They're going to come up. And so my stand is to coach with my clients on a weekly basis so that they are able to, first of all, pinpoint and acknowledge when they're holding themselves back. um, And so that they're truly able to practice and work through the things that we discuss so that they're just not trapped there for, for long extended periods of time. You know what I mean? Like we're going to feel and experience these emotions anyway. It's just a matter of choice of like, cool, you're here. Do you want to stay here? Or are you willing to try something different? Right. Yeah, let's get out the quicksand. But the first thing you need to do is stop thrashing. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Calm down. You're human. It's okay. This is what quicksand does. What can we do differently? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I like the fact that you've chosen to coach people on a weekly basis I I do think that maintains some momentum it probably has some benefits around accountability too right if there's something Mm -hmm. someone says they will do it it's likely to be done within the next week or that they're going to take their first steps towards it anyways and that they get into the habit of of progress as it relates to their own development um, as opposed to I've got a month I'll do it in three weeks and by that point they may still do it but you know, some of the details or the benefit that they'd have from remembering the way they said they wanted to go about it, you know, that it kind of gets lost. So um, exactly. I, I think that, yeah. that cadence makes a lot of sense. Nice. Yeah. So now why did you become a life coach? Um, you're obviously so passionate about it and it sounds like, you know, you have some gifts, but um, you know, what, uh, what really helped you realize, or when did you realize that, this was something that was for you? Yeah, it's so funny hearing these questions or questions like this these days because it, it seems just with who I am and where I stand today, it seems like it's always been so obvious. Right. Um, I have always been a, a good listener. I truly have been. 
And I've always been someone who wants the best for other people. I'm someone who loves human beings. Yeah. I truly do. I, I, uh, almost effortlessly am able to see the good in most humans and, um, and just wanting the best for people. And it's so, I, I recall even at a younger age excuses, just stopping people in their tracks mm -hmm. yeah. and, um, and people being so blind to possibility and how I never fully gave up that vision of, of possibility of like, Oh, but, but maybe you could do this or maybe you could do that. Or what if you could shift this? Um, so it was, it was truly just natural skills that I recall having from a young age of communicating with people from my heart of being a, a good listener and being um, what I would describe as just a naturally optimistic human being. And growing up, you just want, people just want value. They, they, they just want to feel valued. Um, so I was told so many times by a writing teacher you would be such a great writer or from my mom, you would be so great at this or from this, you would be so great at this. And so we're so easily influenced from a good place um, of people around us. And so we kind of define ourselves and what our purpose is and what we want to do in this world based on what other people say. And when I'm really zooming out, when I'm really elevating the conversation, I, I just explained these, these skills and these tools that I've always had from a young age. And if you were to ask me when I was 16, hey, do you think you're going to get paid or, or live your life or support your life from being a good listener? Quite frankly, I'd probably laugh. I'd be like, no, that's not a thing. And, uh, and again, coming from a place of possibility and coming from a stand of I am and what I want to create in this world, I became a life coach because I realized that I could exercise these skills. I could uh, strengthen these muscles. I could support my lifestyle in the process. And, you know, the, the big red bow around everything is I can change people's lives in the process. Absolutely. Wow. One thing that came to mind as you were sharing your story is, you know, how you I guess later on really uncovered or defined your natural gifts and maybe at the beginning it wasn't entirely obvious what those gifts were or that that your gifts were all that different from other people's gifts which they are and you know something that you know I've, I've found in, in my personal life as well as um, in, in the lives of, of those that that I serve is sometimes we underestimate our, our natural gifts right Sometimes mm -hmm. we're good at something, something comes easily to us, and it's not immediately obvious that it doesn't come easy to other people too. And I get it. There are some things that maybe you're great at, but you don't enjoy. I mean, I'm not really talking about those things, but things that you're great at and that you do enjoy, um, sometimes it's hard to really put your finger on them until you do that self-reflection uh, mm -hmm. or even, you know, work with coach or, or ask, work with someone who's going to ask you the questions um, to be sort of that introspective. Um, and so just taking this almost from like a meta standpoint in, in the conversation right now, um, you know, it would seem like it would be useful for each of us to consider what seems to come easily for us, what has been met with positive results throughout our lives. And is it possible that what we do naturally is you know, not just a, a gift, but it's a, an advantage or that it's something that we could do for a living. Um, 
and that may not be practical in all cases, but you know, it's, it's a conversation like it would seem to be, it would seem to be worth having that conversation with ourselves, especially if in our youth, you know, we certainly look up to, to teachers and parents with good reason, right. As, as mentors yeah. at, the, at that age, they've got the experience. We, we take their, their suggestions as, uh, as, you know, being valid because of that experience. Um, but it is, is not the extent of what we could become or not necessarily um, empowered by the, the whole picture. They don't know all of who we are. Um, so I just, I, I was really encouraged by your story of having uncovered what your natural gifts were, were and, and defining them and then, and then working on it further to make yourself basically an expert uh, at not just the act of listening, which hopefully most people can do with some practice, but I'd say the real advantage that you offer your clients um, then is in the question asking, knowing which questions to ask. Um, would you say that's, that's accurate? Absolutely. I love what you just pointed to of like, it's a conversation, no matter what, it's a conversation and don't rid yourself of, of the potency of that conversation by just having it within five seconds internally within your mind. Like it is worth having a conversation with another human being. If it means you, you know, pursuing the skills that you naturally have and, and following your dreams and, and making a future out of that. Um, I love to go to my alma mater and there is a um, internship class where these are graduating seniors and they are going out into the world within a matter of six months. And I love going back and I, from time to time, will come in to just talk to them just about what's next and what's possible and any sort of fears, concerns, you know, all that good stuff. Right. And it's so funny. I, when talking to these graduating seniors, there's always a, a dream or what they kind of define as a dream, which you'll hear them talk. And this is just a very specific example of someone's like, oh yeah, I, you know, my, my friend's mom works for this marketing company, so she might get me a job and, you know, I'm really good at um, kind of advertising and all this stuff. So, so I think it could be a good fit and it's like, cool, that sounds great. And I'm curious what, what else there is. Like there seems to be a stop there or there seems to be a little bit of lack of enthusiasm. So if I were to ask you like what your dream dream is, what would you say? And then they always, it's so funny. It's always the same look on their face of they'll kind of be paused. They'll smile. And then they always look up, like up even above me as they're, as they're talking about this dream dream. And then it'll sound something like, oh my gosh, I would, I would travel the world and I would go to this country and I would teach children English because I have always loved kids. And I think, um, you know, it'd just be such massive value to go around and teach something that I already know and would be so valuable to, to other people around the world or something along those lines. Right. And their being is completely shifted when they talk about the, the quote unquote dream dream. Mm -hmm. So those are the conversations that I like to have of cool. So you've been molded into and no problem, no problem here, but you've been molded into believing that something is, is practical or more doable or quote unquote realistic. Um, and if you want to pursue that, and if that's what you're committed to, then I'm totally stand for that as well. And if there's more under the surface, if there's a, a burning passion, if there is a burning curiosity if there are these skills that you know you could exercise to to better the world, better the future, 
then exactly like you said, that is a conversation worth having. Absolutely. And later on in our lives, decades later, we'd reflect on on that moment or those moments and ask, well, what would have happened had I at least explored it, right? You don't need to pursue it per se, but but pursue it to the extent where you can make a decision about whether that is, is better than some of the options that have been that are in front of you. And sometimes we got to get into, I'm sure it's one of the biases, I can't remember exactly which one, but you know, we're presented with five options for careers, let's say, in front of us based on our skill sets and based on what other people think would be a good fit for us. And we think that that's a comprehensive list or that's an exhaustive list. And uh, it isn't. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, and to your question of um, asking people what their dream dream is, right, or what it is that, that really fires them up, sometimes I find when I'm asking people a similar question, they're almost puzzled in the sense of what I'm allowed to ask that or I'm allowed to, know, I'm allowed right? to have an answer to that. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, and for anybody listening, you are allowed to ask and answer that question. <laughs> you know, you are absolutely allowed to um, have, like, if you, if you need any sort of permission, this is it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I actually demand that you ask those questions and, and have a willingness to have those conversations and also consider that, you're doing not only yourself, but you're doing the world an injustice by not pursuing those natural skills and passions. I love it. Yes. On that note, with you um, doing the most you can for us and the community by you know, pursuing your gifts uh, and, and helping other people uh, pursue theirs um, and, and you know take down their respective limiting beliefs and the like. I was hoping that you might share with us where we can find you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my, I love, I love Instagram. I'm one of those people who just loves it because people feel so comfortable posting their lives there. And, and I'm one of those people and I'm one of those people who truly loves to kind of dive into other people's lives and, and see where they're at. So um, personally, my Instagram handle is Sid Sent. That's S-Y-D- C-E-N-T. And, uh, and like you were pointing uh, towards the beginning of this interview is that I love to, po- to, uh, to post coaching question Mondays just to kind of get people thinking, to kind of get um, some unique thoughts generating within people's lives. So I would love to have you, first of all, follow me for that experience. And please just reach out if you were at all intrigued by, by anything that was discussed here today. Again, it's worth having the conversation. Thank you very much, Sydney. Um, if I might, uh, you know, say in sort of some closing remarks here, I've had, you know, a couple of conversations personally with with Sydney, and can vouch for the quality of the questions she asks. A lot of the decisions I've made have been, uh, like in my own growth here, have certainly been uncovered or reinforced by by Sydney's inquisitiveness. So I I, I do strongly encourage you to to follow her and to uh, get a sense of who she is. Like she says, she posts you know, who she is uh, authentically up there on, on Instagram. So it's, um, I, I think it's a great way for other people to get to know you and, and then through that uh, assess whether you are the right fit or whether someone else is the right fit. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all could use a coach. We could all use someone to ask those questions of ourselves that we're maybe afraid to ask of ourselves uh, or to, uh, or that we're afraid to, um, 
or that we don't know to ask ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Thank you so much for that. that. That means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. Uh, you're very welcome. So uh, with that, uh, I think we'll, we'll wrap up this interview. Uh, it was a pleasure having you, Sydney. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. You have no idea what it means to be able to to speak about all of this to to you and your amazing amazing audience. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Anytime. And uh, you know, for those listening, uh, again, thank you very much for your time and attention. As always, until next time, live intentionally. Sentient future out. <laughs>